Welcome to the Venture Sprout Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Mollis, Vice President of Vizient's Memberback Ventures. And today I have with me Dr. Aaron Gerber, Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder of Reimagine Care Incorporated, and Dr. Clay Smith, Medical Director of the University of Colorado and CU Innovation Center. Clay is also the Director of the Blood Disorder and Cell Therapy Center. Aaron, Clay, it's good to have you on the podcast today. Great to be here, Crystal. Thanks for having us. Before we jump in, I'd like to invite Corey Jones to help us better level set the state of the cancer service line. As a leader and associate principal on SG2's intelligence team, Corey develops oncology intelligence and strategic insights to help members navigate the current landscape and future projections for oncology services. Corey, thank you for stopping by today. It's great to be here. I appreciate the opportunity and the introduction. It's a very interesting time for cancer care and specifically what's happening along with some changing dynamics that I think are influenced really around some of the emerging therapeutics and some of the complexities that are arriving specifically on how their patients are being treated that are really kind of influencing how care is being managed. We know virtual and digital technologies are definitely creating an opportunity for programs to leverage these types of platforms to help support care in different sites of care as well. But we also know workforce barriers are also challenging how care is being delivered not just in traditional settings, but also as it moves into home settings as well. And traditionally, we know that cancer care is predominantly in the outpatient environment, but really kind of the interesting thing is the continuation of the shifts to lower sites of care. And we know that home settings offered opportunity in this sense, but we also know that the last couple of years have accelerated opportunities to provide care differently. So for example, we know that infusions in the home are not new, but considerations for expanding the possibilities has been greatly considered now and for the future of cancer care. As I mentioned, the home has created another access point. The home setting is clearly one is not going away. We know that cancer care can be very complex and very demanding. Really, as we've talked with programs and as we're advising programs, it's really creating the right team structure. You have to have the physicians, you have to have the pharmacists, the oncology nurses, as well as the care navigators and coordinators. And palliative care is a big part of this, which is one of the interesting things that gets left out. Palliative care has traditionally been one of those areas where care is being provided in the home, not necessarily through hospice, but just in managing patients and their pain. I think that the external partnerships that we're seeing pop up around the country and supporting programs or helping advise is an opportunity to kind of fill in some of those blind spots or gaps, as well as challenges that programs are trying to figure out. So really the right team structure is going to be a critical part of that. And I clearly believe that physicians have to sit at the head of that table to some point because they're the ones who really are at risk to manage the patient outcomes. That's an important part. We also know in that process, building these models is about identifying the right patients. It's clearly important to know that certain patients are going to make sensitive care for at home versus some that really need to be coming into the clinics or on-site infusion centers or such to really be managing their care. And the important part of all that is also having the correct core competency. So this right team structure is really kind of creating clarity around the right patient and a clear process and framework for managing specific protocols and regimens, as well as treatment pathways that make sense in these settings. And it really comes down to 
decisions over adopting new capabilities versus adapting existing ones. And then it kind of comes back full circle to really understanding what specialized workforce looks like. There's some specialization that is so important to managing these patients that are unique. So really kind of identifying that group is going to be extremely important. And as I mentioned a little earlier, care coordination and really having the ability to ensure that the patient is really having that sense that there's people around to support them. And I think this is the interesting part, not only in the sense of what can be built to support patient care along that patient journey, specifically with cancer, given the complexity, if it's going to be surgery to medical oncology to radiation and so forth, that really the opportunity to leverage these platforms, these technologies to help create some of that care coordination and communication that's so important, I think is going to be an opportunity. And we're seeing some of that popping up as we have looked at forecasting and providing insights that how to leverage some of these solutions to not just manage patients during treatment, but also as they're in the survivorship role, how do you stay connected to them? So really having solutions from companies to augment those processes is going to be helpful. We also know that there's an efficiency to be gained as well in this. So really partnering with healthcare systems is going to be helpful in helping guide them specifically in that managing of patients. We also know there's a challenge for healthcare systems to identify how do you work with payers who really are trying to steer some of those patients to more lower sites of care. So is that come through some types of technologies or connection points where they can do pre-authorizations quicker, or if they can navigate some of the contractual arrangements that are so important for a patient with some flexibility? And I think the other part is how do you as a solutions company or a resource to healthcare systems help them feel comfortable about keeping the patient safe? Because really care in the home creates a concern amongst physicians as well as caregivers about how do we manage the patient's safety in these areas, specifically if there's adverse events, how do we can manage that more efficiently or effectively without them coming into the ED? Being a service line leader for many years, these were discussions we were constantly having, and the disruption amongst the various types of solutions was challenging because which one was going to work best? It worked good for one part of the process, but didn't work good for the other. So really, how do you build some of these solutions with your partner of healthcare systems in mind? Thanks for that, Corey. So let's get started, Aaron. If you don't mind, give our listeners an introduction to Reimagine Care from its inception to the organization's driving mission. Sure, I'd be happy to. Crystal, the mission of Reimagine Care is to make cancer care more affordable, accessible, and home-centered. While we have made great scientific advances in oncology, we believe that cancer care needs a cure. Today, it's inconvenient and it's isolating. A study by Penn Medicine found that cancer patients will spend approximately 10% of the remaining days receiving health care, with over 60% of that time spent commuting to and from or waiting to receive care. Over 25% of patients travel more than an hour for care, and in the case of our partner, Colorado University, in many cases from out of state, sometimes several times a week for months or even years. It's also very expensive. So between deductibles, co-pays, out-of-pocket medical costs, and lost wages for patients and their caregivers, cancer patients are 2.5 times more likely to declare bankruptcy than non-cancer patients. So to address these significant issues for patients and society, we partner with healthcare systems and oncologists to provide the technology-enabled services needed to deliver high-value, home-enabled cancer care at scale. So while the delivery of cancer care in the home has been possible for many years, Recent advancements in technology, increased cost pressure, and a change in patient expectations have made this increasingly desirable and now economically feasible. 
Aaron, what you just outlined there is astounding to me. I had no idea that that much waste and loss was occurring with patients. And as we further level set, how would you define service line augmentation in this space? And how does it serve as the foundation for reimagined care's approach to the oncology service line? Sure. The oncology service line is of significant strategic and financial importance to most healthcare systems today. So when I was the president of SG2 and had the privilege to work with so many of Vizient's members and, of course, SG2's members, we spent a fair amount of time speaking with those organizations about not only the strategic importance, again, of their oncology service line, but also the increasing financial importance of that service line. By offering oncology care at home, healthcare systems can differentiate and grow their oncology service line by providing a service that is highly attractive to patients and payers, including employers. The challenge is that most healthcare systems lack the capabilities to deliver high-value at-home oncology care at scale, which is where RC can help. A few things I would highlight about our model and current solutions. One is our model is collaborative. So we partner with healthcare systems and oncologists, enabling the delivery of home-centered cancer care. This includes bi-directional data exchange to ensure delivery of safe and coordinated personalized care. Our symptom management at home solution provides tech-enabled 24-7 proactive symptom care with on-demand access to oncology-experienced advanced practice providers. This solution lowers healthcare costs by reducing ED utilization, inpatient admissions and readmissions, while also increasing patient, caregiver, and provider satisfaction. Our cancer therapy at home solution enables at-home administration of select cancer drugs for appropriate patient populations. This solution lowers healthcare costs with shifts inside of care while increasing patient and caregiver satisfaction. Clay, Aaron just referenced the importance of healthcare partnerships. So can you speak to the partnerships between CU Anschutz and Reimagine Care and how and when did that get started? Sure. We started working together about a year ago. We were brought together by one of our advisors who felt like this could be a match made in heaven where Aaron and his team bring in technology, expertise on care at home, and all of the logistics and infrastructure you would need to be able to move care for cancer patients out into their homes. We, of course, look after people with cancer, many of whom are undergoing very complicated procedures like bone marrow transplants, where they may be in the hospital 30, 40 days or longer. And so, we had a great need to find solutions to help people get care closer to home that would be as high a quality of care as you would get in the hospital. And Aaron provided many of those solutions. And so a really great match. And we've had a very productive last year, I would say. That's fantastic. Also, since the launch of your clinical trials, what wins have you all seen as it relates to improved patient care? Well, we're still at early stages. We have started trying to address that issue I just mentioned, which is care for patients undergoing bone marrow transplant. I work at a great hospital, but there's no hospital on the planet that being there for a month or even longer is the best way to recover. And so we have been working with Aaron specifically on getting bone marrow transplant patients out of the hospital into a home-like setting. Many people are still staying at hotels or others because their home may be in Montana or New Mexico. Long term for us, we envision moving things to truly those kind of distances. At the moment, we're caring for people in the Denver metro area, so they'll come in, get a procedure, and go to a place close by. 
but we're monitoring them closely for things like fever and other side effects that may send them back to the hospital, learning a lot of lessons about how we can do that as safely and effectively as possible. And I know from the patients, they get the reassurance that they're being watched very closely, even though they're no longer directly within the safety net of the hospital. I think many of them are really, really happy to move the dial towards a world where they can get out of the hospital and others going through this procedure can get out of the hospital sooner. And I think everybody that I've talked to shares in this vision that ultimately what we'd like to do is you have to be in the hospital for the things you must be in the hospital, but otherwise try our best to get you back home to your family and your community and even your work, but do it in a way that you can be closely monitored and we can get care to you as quickly as possible, even if you live in a quite rural area or an area quite far from the Anschutz campus. It sounds like great benefits are certainly being achieved through this partnership. Thanks to both of you, Aaron and Clay, for joining us today on the podcast. And as always, thanks to our listeners for joining us as well. Please join us for more Venture Sprout podcasts in the future. And if you have any questions about Memberback Ventures, our contact email is in the resource section of our podcast page. I'm Crystal Mollis, and we'll catch you next time.